When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not done. It stands up, but it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. That was nice. New intro? Thank you, Anthony. What did I do to deserve this? I just figured it was time. Wow, I'm I'm touched. Um, and my, you know, and and I like that you included the J Lo clip because you know that's going to get Michael's goat every day. Every why? Day. Why? Why would he get? Because you're going to hate on the fact that she's that she, it's J Lo referring to me as the very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. It's got to just kill you. Not a bit. Happy for you. Do you remember, Don, when <laughs> Alex... <laughs> yeah, right. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Don, do you remember when Alex was with J-Lo? And... I'm not sure who God can anybody forget. <laughs> and, and when Alex would call the show, Michael would ask questions about J-Lo, and then Alex would be like, you know, he, you know, she loves Peter. Do you remember him asking basically, why not me? What about me? Do you I remember that? the way it goes. Yeah, of course. Oh, that's a great job by Anthony. Great job out of you. Welcome to ENN. It's brought to you tonight Welcome. by our friends at Slomans. I'd like to start off by saying good evening to Michael. Peter. <laughs> I'm glad he got that because I was very curious to see. It was very Peter. Strange. To hear that again. What? Let's hear Peter. it again. <laughs> Michael, any thoughts on what happened there? Uh, I, I don't remember making that sound. I remember mispronouncing Peter, but I don't understand at the end of it. <laughs> But it's, that it's, is a it's judge. Are you kidding me? It's illuminating. Good evening to Don. I hate parades. What? I Wait, hate wh- parades. And good evening to Michael again. The ball didn't go out and it well, ruined their day. And lastly, good evening to myself. I know! <laughs> By the way, a, 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 a listener on Twitter pointed What's out that when you said... Uh, that I know came when you said that if we did a, a, a Yankee curmudgeon contest every day, you said it would be like Ali Frazier every single day. And my response was, I know! <laughs> that was just me regular talking. I wasn't making a joke. No, but you were legitimately excited. Like I didn't you know 100% I th- agreed. That's I your 100% agree voice. But that- he doesn't like that he sounded that way. No. I didn't know that was my 100% agree voice. Oh, sure. You know what? It's funny. Over the last couple of days, you've said this a lot. I know. And you sound like Monica, who, who says that a lot in Friends. I know! You, I mean, uh, it's amazing. Like, over the last three days, you've probably said it eight times. You're lying. No, no. I'm serious. I, I noticed it because I've been watching a lot of Friends when I get back to the hotel room on Nickelodeon. It's on all night. And she goes, I know, all the time. Wow. Interesting. I did not notice that. I know. <laughs> I know. It's worrisome. I sound like uh, Passon when he does Elmo. 
Right. All right. Passing's well, doing it on purpose. You're you're just like doing it. But he's being yeah, genuine. That's all. I'm having a genuine moment. Don't you know? If you're late to the program, I got engaged over the weekend. Okay. Yay! I'm feeling good. Natalie and I are talking about different uh, venue and food options Ooh, during nice. commercial breaks. I'm considering, guys, doing it at some sort of venue, not like a big wedding hall, more like a, a club kind of venue. And for food, Don, instead of like Fugazi catering, where you're you're spending set, you know a hundred bucks a plate for everyone to have a dry piece of steak, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about bringing in some of the best food New York has oh, to wow. offer. Because I'm, I'm marrying Miss Hatton, right? So it's only right that you'd go to one state. You'd have a Katz's station and a, Jacob, a Jacob's Pickles station. You know what I mean? A Shun Lee station. I love where your head's at. Do you like what I'm thinking? Because otherwise, we end up spending so much money for people to get a, a, a piece of steak. Have you ever – now tell me the truth. Maybe, maybe, maybe Michael, who spent a lot of money, it was different. But how often do you leave a wedding going, that was the best piece of steak I've ever had? I got a steaming hot Domino's on my chest. <laughs> oh, you get? Like, like some places are just really known for their food. Where I had it at Seasons in Washington Township, New Jersey, they're kind of like known for their food. So That's what makes it. That, that's what their, their calling card is. Yes. And, and the desserts and everything. But usually you don't get a lot of choices. That's the thing. Even if it's a good steak or a good piece of chicken or salmon or fish or whatever, it's usually not necessarily like a lot of great choices, but you're, you're you sound like you're having fabulous. Like, like my dream wedding was to be like just all right, have a menu. God, if somebody wants a hamburger, make that man a hamburger. Guy wants a steak, make him a steak. Oh, that, that and then I was told, oh, if you do that, it'd be just way too expensive. Oh. Well, Peter, that should be an issue for you. <laughs> I don't know about that, <laughs> but I, I think listen, if you if you have multiple stations, like imagine a Katz's station. Oh, there. come on. And you're hungry, you're having a drink, and you go, you know what? I'm going to go have a half a Reuben right now. And they just hook you up a Reuben real quick? You know what? I want some uh, I want some fries. I'm going to have a hot dog. Oh, and then two hours later, you've been hanging out, you've been drinking, you want to go to the delicious pizza at New York Pizza Station. I really like what you're doing there. Thank you. And and, and the DJs at this wedding, forget it. It's we were going to go to DJ Royal Juanito? Farms in Delaware and pick up chicken. Will, DJ, you, have, me... will you have Royal Farms chicken? It's a great question. Royal Farms chicken is a delight. I don't think we'll have Royal Farms. Though. It's not going to carry well enough. For crispy fried chicken, it's not going to last all the way up. Yeah, it doesn't travel well. But yeah, it's one of the down things about fried chicken. you got to have it right then when it's hot and crispy. Let's um, let's talk about Jaden Ivey. You know, the draft, the NBA draft is tomorrow. We just talked to Seth Greenberg about it. And Jay Billis was on with Greeny earlier talking about how Ivy would fit in with the New York Knicks. Jaden Ivey uh, produced a good fit anywhere. He's got the speed and explosiveness of a Ja Morant. Like, he's unbelievably fast in the open floor and fast with the ball and explosive getting the rim, but he's got sort of the length of a Dwayne Wade. He's not quite as strong as Wade became, but he's got a lot of game, and he can shoot it. I think he still needs to become a more focused defender because with that length and athleticism, he should impact the game more on the defensive end than he did last year, but he's capable of it, and he's a really Really solid young man, too. But I'm a big fan of his. I mean, I, I think you could make an argument that he should be taken higher. But when you've got talents like Smith and Holmgren and Bancaro in front of you, you're more likely to see him go at four. But he doesn't drop down more than that. He'll be taken at four. 
Now, I've always first... found it very humorous, guys. They talk about these kids not playing defense. Who exactly in the NBA plays defense? I mean, there are, there are certain players that do, but if you're going to eliminate people from being drafted or, like, downgrade them from being drafted, nobody plays a lot of defense in the NBA. Nobody. You know, speaking of the NBA, well, let me, let me finish this out. Remind me, Don, remind me to say what I was going to say about the NBA. Okay. okay. Remind me. But before we let, – let's let's stay with the Knicks for a second. Our good friend Stephen A. Smith was on first take earlier, and he said the New York Knicks have to consider making a run at Kyrie Irving. I don't know if I could say no to Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. If I'm a Knicks fan, I don't, I don't know if I could do that. Look, man, desperate times call for desperate measures. And this brother is a superstar talent. He is box office, okay? I'm sorry. Now, don't get me wrong. Ain't no way in hell I'm giving them more than one year at a time in terms of guaranteed dollars. You do not give Kyrie Irving a long-term guaranteed contract because you can't trust him. You can't trust him to show up to work. But once he's at work, I'll take him over 90% of the league. It might be higher than that. He is that spectacular. And when you're the Knicks, it's moribund and pathetic as you have been for so many years. What do I have? I'm supposed to sit up there and look forward to relying on Julius Randle? I like R.J. Barrett. Don't get me wrong. Very impressed with his improvement. But if you're the Knicks, the success has been pretty pathetic. And the specter of what your future looks like doesn't look great either. If I got a chance to get Kyrie Irving walking into the garden and I don't have to guarantee more than one year at a time, oh, I'm going to take that chance. Well, I mean, I agree with him 100%, but you're not going to get him if you guarantee just one year. He's got that with the Nets now. So why would he leave the Nets and his buddy to go across town for a one-year guarantee? The only way the Knicks are going to get him, which makes it a tough situation, is if they do give him a max guarantee contract. That's the only way. So that's the conundrum. I'd love to have Kyrie Irving on a one-year deal. So would the Nets. He doesn't want to sign a one-year deal. Did anybody else notice how, like, he was able to jump gears? Unless that was edited. What what brilliance to go from like first, third, five like he he was skipping gears there. Beautiful, mega Just talent, an immense talent. Immense. It, 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 it may have been slightly edited, but let's yeah, not worry well, about don't, that. Don't ruin it. Okay, back to what I was going to say about the remember NBA. when Stephen A. promised me that you know he was going to get me on first tech. Yeah, yeah, that hasn't happened. To when? Yeah, it's not going well, anywhere. I mean, what when I was ninety? You gotta you gotta ask though, especially now at ten grand a pop. <laughs> Well, I don't think you were. he was ever going to be offering you money to do it. Well, listen, if I would do it once, I would become a once-a-week regular. Let's be honest. You think so? Yeah, I do. You're not going to go full Russo. No, no. I, I'm not going to buy, not be me, but I'll be me, and my, me is good enough. Hmm. A ten, ten grand a week? I love you. Not worth the money. That's what you're saying. Oh, don't don't maybe put it that way, but I. Well, that's I, listen, how you're putting it. I did. Peter, yeah, Peter just I, you up. know, I was trying to do it with, with in, in a non-verbal way, but since it's out, you're right. Do you think your 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 debate entertaining like Russo? Yeah, I believe I am. Okay. Wow. Well, and Don, you know what I was thinking? I don't know if you know if you've noticed this about me, but a lot of people say I have a striking resemblance to a very young. George Clooney. Okay. Very young. I, I just, Peter, just follow like my Like when he was at Facts of Life? Is that, that's a George no, Clooney? No, no, think, think Roseanne Clooney. Oh, okay. That's uh, a I look, Clooney. Yeah, I've been told that's the Clooney I look like. I just don't know if Stephen would appreciate, like, every debate ending with, well, maybe it's time for me to go. <laughs> but that would be a thing. There'd be T-shirts with it. Maybe it's time for me to go. 
<laughs> I think we're gonna have that T-shirt. I, I, that's a T-shirt I'm willing to guarantee we see at the Beach Bash this year. Yes, we do see creative T-shirts, and they're always creative T-shirts. And this year, I'm expecting uh, maybe it's time for me to go. Yeah, I know that would be great. Andrew, early thoughts on I know in in, in terms of a <laughs> season. Oof. Ah. On the spot. I don't know, six, seven, somewhere around there. You're feeling good about it, though. Yeah, I guess six or seven. Is that feeling I good? You think that's yeah, yeah, sure. All right, sure. Then, Who yeah, doesn't want to be good. a six seed? A, a six seed. You know what that means? You, you were, you know, you were twenty-one and nine. You had a great year. Feeling good. Now, I, I just mentioned the NBA. I was listening to This American Life yesterday because I'm very smart, <laughs> and they were they were doing a feature on basically the state of this country with regard to how everyone kind of thinks the system is rigged, right? Mm -hmm, Right. Like, candidates from both parties run under the idea that the system's rigged. Everything is a complaint about the system and how that is also very, very true in sports where the amount of jawjacking at referees is, like, at an all-time high. And it it was really interesting. I, I I had not thought about the perspective that essentially what they end up getting de- getting down to is that the reason it appears to be like that is not because there's really more of it, but because it's now a thing that the biggest stars in the league do. Well, we we believe the system's rigged, don't we? We always talk about it. Oh yeah, sure. I, I don't know if they were re- referring <laughs> to radio ratings, but yes, I, they, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in this case, we we, we know the truth, but. Um, it, it was interesting though because and, and they actually interviewed Steve Kerr for the piece because the 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 guy who was doing the reporting he lives in the Bay his son idolizes the Warriors and the reporter basically says to Steve Kerr you know my son idolizes your team and I'm all good with that they're all model people with the exception of the fact that now when my son when he plays basketball he never stops huffing and puffing and yelling at the refs it, it was you, a Draymond. Re- it was no, but it, but it's not just Draymond. They they talked about how it's Clay and Steph too. It's really the whole nucleus of that team, and Kerr too. Kerr said like he's mortified by the way he acts, but he does it too. It it was very interesting. I recommend it. Um, and they got into how it's funny that it's at the 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 jaw jacking at the refs at an all time high when they just in the last few years created the replay center in Secaucus. They're spending $15 million a year, guys, on that place to keep that running to get an average of a correction of about two calls per game. They've got the money. They're okay. I was listening to This American Life yesterday because I'm very smart. Don, I heard that Peter has removed all stations from his TV and streaming services except for PBS. That's how bright he is. Really? And NPR on radio. No, no, I, I don't think he even wants NPR, just PBS. No, you know what, guys? You want to hear something? You want to hear? You hear this? I know. You hear that? Pages? The pages flipping? Yeah. Yeah. You're reading now. That's the New Yorker magazine. Because again, oh very my, smart. oh no, oh yeah, very smart. Holy I have crap! A, I have a subscription now for the last five months. It's piling up like I own a library. I've gotten through uh, four articles total. In if that you time. go to the Atlantic next, that's going to show me something. Oh. I, I, I think I think New Yorker is the highest level in terms of difficulty of article reading. Like Don, you're <laughs> Don, you're like a real so article reader. You're a real like book reader. 
Yes. I'm going to bring you, next time I see you, one issue of The New Yorker. And I want the challenge to be for you to read it cover to cover, and I want you to tell me when you're done. Okay. I'm sure it'll take a while. It is. There There are times when I'm reading The New Yorker and I'm going, wow, I need to do this. My brain is working. It's like doing push-ups with your brain. Let's talk about this Washington Commander situation, Don, because I more than ever am starting to feel that the momentum is building to the yeah. end of the Daniel Snyder era. Remember, remember last week, and I've said this many times, the Washington Post was not going to stop until this was over? Right. Well, the Washington Post was back on it again yesterday. Details of a sexual assault allegation made against Dan Snyder in 2009 reported yesterday by the Post. Obtained, um, They obtained a letter by an attorney working for the team. A woman accused Snyder of sexually harassing and assaulting her on a team plane in 2009. She was later paid, excuse me, $1.6 million to settle. The woman's allegations and settlement were previously reported by the Post in December 2020, but the specific details of the allegations were not disclosed. The settlement had previously revealed had been previously revealed in legal filings related to more recent investigations of the team. The woman agreed not to sue the team or publicly disclose her allegations as part of the settlement. Snyder denied the woman's allegations, according to the attorney's letter, and a team investigation accused her of making up the claims in an attempt to extort him. Now, those contents of that letter were disclosed just a day before a scheduled hearing by the House Committee on Oversight and Reform, which is investigating the team. Uh, Roger Goodell is expected now to testify remotely. And let's hear from Roger Goodell Mm. on the commander's workplace environment. You called the commander's workplace not only unprofessional but toxic for too long. Sir, in your view, is Dan Snyder's behavior in the workplace culture he created and fostered one of the worst and most toxic you've seen in your time as commissioner and your decades of service with the NFL? I have not seen a workplace in the NFL um, that is anywhere near what we saw in the context of that period of time for the Washington Commanders. Don, wow, c- could we be getting somewhere here? But you also heard what else Roger Goodell said. Go ahead. That he doesn't have the power to do anything about it. <sighs> Which means that's to say I work for the owners. So it's what we've been saying all along is that it's not about Roger Goodell saying, okay, sell the team. He's got to get the other 31 owners to agree. And I think the momentum momentum is starting to build there. The problem is he knows where all the bodies are hidden. Dan. Dan does. So if Dan wants to go down fighting, how many fires is Roger Goodell going to put out and how many owners know this and would vote to keep him there? And then the other ones, you know, just just follow suit because it's a very, very, very difficult club to get into. Only topped by getting thrown out. Like, like once you're in, you're in. You're part of the fraternity and you're protected. So how many owners have, like, skeletons in their closet that Dan be like, Hoy, man, if, if you're going to be voting me out, well, Jerry, answer to this. Uh, well, the question is, is this... Davis, answer to this. Is this is this period of time, the, the long time that this is taking, 
does it give the other owners maybe enough time to get their ducks in a row yes. to get comfortable with ousting him? Because Roger's smart, and for him to say that's the most toxic, and Roger's been the commissioner for 20 years, right, at least. And he's been involved with the NFL even before then. He was an intern with the Jets back when Buttle played. So, I mean, so he's been around the NFL for 40 years. So for him to make that statement, it's out there now. Roger Goodell thinks it's the most toxic the NFL has been in 40 years. So if nothing's done about it, doesn't he get completely neutered? Then, And if I'm the Players Association, be like, you've got some nerve suspending players when you said that the that the Snyder situation's the worst thing you've seen in 40 years, and he continues to own the team? Great point. Like, so he's smart enough to know that by saying that and then saying – I don't have the power to, to, to do anything, is really putting the pressure on the owners to do something. Very well said, Don. Very well said. Uh, let's wrap up part one of ENN, brought to you by Slomans. Give them a call right now. Protect your family. Keep your home safe. 1-800-ALARM-ME and get a free doorbell camera with your home security system. That's Slomans, 1-800-ALARM-ME. A lot more to do. Let's get into some Max Scherzer. And uh, say goodbye to an old friend of the station and the NFL. We'll do that next right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. It is Peter and Don on the K. Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah. Some more ENN business to tend to, Don. lot to get to. Sound like um, Dom there. You think that was a dom? Sounded like a dom. I don't think it was a dom. I don't. I don't think it was a dom. Well, I I know it wasn't intentional because you you clearly know what my name is. Um, business you know to tend to, dom. <laughs> That's. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Let me hear it again. That's close. That was very close. Business been. to tend to, Don. Yeah, that's. You know, I, I think it's Don. I actually think it's Don, but it's Ooh. it's close. Ooh. I I, I do. Well, Dom. Anthony, you cut it up. You're closer to it than anybody. What do you say? This is like, you know, is the is the dress blue or gold? I heard Dom first. Now I hear Don. See, once Let I get it again? in the system, we're gonna have to keep playing it over yeah. and over again. All right, yeah, get it in there. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> that's correct. Don, you're a big rumble pony guy. I I was not really aware of the of the Binghamton nickname until today. Oh, really? I thought <laughs> yeah, we talked about it before. Have we? Oh, well, no, that's right. Didn't we get Michael a hat? Yeah. That's right. I thought it kind of sounded familiar, but I, I was yeah, okay. By the way, and my 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 friend Zach is such a Mets nerd that he went to last night's double A Binghamton Rumble Pony baseball game. That's a great idea. If I, if, if I was close, it was about two and a half hours outside the city. It's not too far. 
It's it'd be far for me because then it'll be three and a half hours. But he saw Max Scherzer throw sixty-five pitches in three and a third in a rehab start, and he could return from the IL on Sunday to start mm. against the Marlins in Miami, according to our guy Show Buckwalter. <laughs> uh, Buck said after the start Tuesday that Scherzer was healthy, checking all the boxes, and they would see how he felt today. By the way, after the game, my friend got a, a Rumble Pony ball signed by Scherzer as well. Oh, not yet, because I heard he had signed autographs after, which is cool. That is, I mean, because I live close to the Patriots, so if there's ever like a Yankee that's got a rehab, that would be kind of cool to check that out. How many times do you see like a major league ball player in a, in a park that holds like 7,000 people where like every seat you feel like you're close? Yeah, it's pretty sweet. But it, it is a good idea. Now, let's go back in here if I said Don or Dom. Business to tend to, Dom. No, I, I clearly hear Dom. Business hear to Dom. tend to, Dom. My Andrew Dom. is the arbiter of it's truth. Dom. Boy, I, I, I think, think it's, it's I think it's Don with an N. Thank you. But it's it's close. Really close. I I I, I hear Dom. Anthony says Dom. We're split. <laughs> this is this is very tough. I mean, I don't. You got to run up the pole or anything, but you know it's. I also, I, I gotta know. Throw, I got to throw something out here, Don. As we start, Dom, I should say. <laughs> now, and, now he's going to be referring to me for the next week as Don. Uh, so Don, uh, oh Don, uh, oh Don, uh, I had I a ghost, ghost. and Don, Don uh, was, was his name. <laughs> That's kind of loud and irritating. Uh, <laughs> And I got to throw this out there, Andrew and Anthony. Have either of you guys considered us putting together a live watch? Because Don, it's getting there, right? It really is. What it's do you every think, day. Andrew? Is it there? Uh, is it, are we at live watch? Yes, yeah. I think we're at live watch. I think maybe I feel like it needs to get to a. Well, all right. Yeah, you it's know kind what? Of yeah, a whatever. Fever Fine. Let's do it. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, lock it in. I mean, every day. Now we have Rory McIlroy commenting on Brooks Kepka, or as Mike calls him, Brooke Kepperkez, going to live. Here's Rory. I surprised, yes, because of what he said previously. And I think that's why I'm, I'm surprised at a lot of these guys, because they say one thing and then they do another. And I don't understand that. And I don't know if that's for legal reasons or if they can't. I, I have no idea. But it's pretty duplicitous on, on their part to say one thing and then do another thing. Oof. Mm, that's pretty strong. Throwing out Jeff Passon words. Duplicitous. <laughs> Now, live. It has been. It has become official that live golfers can compete at St. Andrews, which is the home of the Open. So, am I wrong, Peter? Um, this is not Don hating on golf with this statement. Okay. But if they're going to be allowed to play in the majors, so what? All right, the diehards will be upset, but really, overall, if these big names are playing in the four majors, is it is it a thing then? Well, this is this is what you're saying is exactly what the PGA is terrified of. Because no, to the audience, it won't be a big deal, and people will say, "Hey, I don't care. Uh, I'll get them in the majors, and uh, I don't really care about it." And and that starts to hurt the PGA Tour week to week. Uh, hurts the FedEx Cup point system. 
hurts ratings. You know, over okay, so time. So how is this going to affect the rankings? I I don't know. Yeah, and like, do are wins? So, yeah, that's a really good point. It's a really good point. Now the playoffs are a PGA thing, right? So those guys won't be able to play in the playoffs. But being number one in the world is that independent of the PGA, or are these guys going to be? Is there going to be a, a you know a no, PGA we're, we're, ranking, a live ranking? No, we always care about PGA rankings. Yeah, um, but because there was only the PGA, right? So what I'm saying is what will then be the governing body of who is the number one golfer in the world? If the PGA is going to have theirs and Liv's going to have theirs, well, then somebody of some uh, with, with some sort of a background, with some, some kind of cred- credentials, will have to say, well, then I'm going to have my list, and that's what we're going to go by. Because if you because you, know, you don't want to have like then it's going to be like an alphabet soup in boxing, right? Well, you got you got the the WBC champion, the WBA champion, the WBO champion. I don't want to sit there and go, well, this guy's ranked number one in PGA. This guy's ranked number one. In Who's number one in the world? And I would think that's important to these guys, isn't it? So I'm looking right now at the um, the FedEx Cup season standings mm-hmm. um, for right now. Scotty Scheffler being number one, thirty four. 159 points, four wins so far. Um, it, everyone's already – hey, take a look at this, Anthony. I, I, I think R- Rom didn't go, right? Not that I'm aware of. No, after that right. minute-long Rom, speech he had, I hope Right, right. Going. Rom was one who's definitively not going. Everyone here now, they, they've removed everyone already. I'm not seeing one of the names that – See ya! Has went to live. He gone. Because that determines the playoffs. Oh, wait, there's Brooks Kepka. Well, he just left. He has no points. I mean, he has 412 points. He's not even in contention. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out over time. But, yeah, this is why we need a watch. But I don't think Brooks Kepka cares. Because there's there's either somebody jumping ship or there's some news that comes from it almost every day. So that constitutes a watch. Matter of fact, I think we're late on it. Meanwhile, yeah, we know it's time to move. Meanwhile, a group of nearly 2,500... Get me help. ...survivors of family members uh, killed or injured on 9-11 have written an open letter to the PGA Tour thanking members for remaining loyal to the tour and not joining the Live Golf Invitational Series. Mm. You know, that's that's where it kind of hits hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, this isn't the platform for it. But let's just be honest, Don. The, the post-9-11, the U.S. relationship with Saudi Arabia has always been very complicated. Because no, very- I don't know if you recall this, but um, after 9-11, I'm pretty sure we didn't go to war with Saudi Arabia. So it, it's always been very complicated in terms of... You know, you knew that all that right. m- most of the terrorists were from Saudi Arabia, but there was no war with Saudi Arabia. It, it's it's been very complicated. This, and this just opens a lot of wounds. Well, a, no question, and we can, we have to be sensitive to that. But what I would also say is, is it any more complicated than our relationship with China, our relationship with Russia? You know, so these are things that go on and on. Where is everybody right now policing the NBA players that have relationships with the the what's happening in China 
or you know what's going on with with players in the NHL who are from Russia. Like, are we going to really go down and start figuring out? All right, where is everybody's money coming from? And I'm sure everybody's money could be coming from somewhere questionable. And at what point do you just throw up your hands and say, "Listen, you know, you're, you go out, make a living, do the best you can." Our, our own government's got a relationship with Saudi Arabia. It's, you know, it's, the, you know it's so I, I, I don't, I don't know, Peter, because it's easy to to pinpoint certain ones that are obvious. But if you were to do in, in, investigate, you would probably be disgusted where some of the money is coming from. For everybody. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, real quick. We're going to break here uh, and then close out with your phone calls at 1-800-919-3776. Business to tend to, Dom. Knicks guard Alec Burks had foot surgery. He's expected to be ready for the start of the season, according to Ian Begley. And lastly, we lost longtime Colt, um, longtime Raven, and friend of this radio station and so many in this business, the great Tony Saragusa, passed away at 55 years old. Here's Jeff Saturday on NFL Live. Probably one of the most fun guys I ever had a chance to play against. You know, during during timeouts, offensive linemen, defensive linemen can talk across the line of scrimmage. He was an incredible storyteller. And uh, post game, you get together, everybody talk, and uh, he was just he was just the life of every conversation. He had a huge personality. He could, like I tell you, he could tell the greatest stories in a great amount of time. And he had everybody that Italian way, right? Like everybody was his brother. Nobody was a stranger. Absolutely loved the man. Devastated. To hear the news prayers go out uh to his family and friends just uh awful news to hear tony was in the league from 1990 drafted by the colts finished out his career after winning that 2000 super bowl with the ravens ravens he retired after the 2001 season we say rest in peace to tony saragusa and that will do it for enn on this wednesday June 22nd, Peter and Don taking your calls next at 1-800-919-3776. It's the K-Show on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K-Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.